Hi, Caleb. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm recovering. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. It is uh, 4th of July weekend, so nice, uh, nice warm weather. I'm down in Los Angeles, so a little change of scenery. Oh, and this is the first episode of our SpaceX podcast. <laughs> I'm going to hope, hopefully be able to swing by on my way back up to the Bay Area. We'll, we'll see if I can swing it. The SpaceX show. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, uh, what are you drinking tonight before we get into the news? Uh, I am actually drinking orange Gatorade right now. Mm. Uh, I am convalescing. I am on the tail end of like a two-week sinus infection. So Yikes. Uh, I'm, I've got antibiotics and neti pots and uh, uh, Gatorade, a lot of staying hydrated. So yeah, very, uh, very subdued here, here, here today. Uh, how about you? What are you drinking? I am dry as well. I'm having just a regular Pepsi out of a can. <laughs> wow this is really quite the end this is gonna be a really I want to stay barn sharp. burner of an episode here. i need to stay sharp no no, no. Uh, mainly right. i have to i have to go out to uh i have to drive later so i didn't want to um you're in southern and california and you have to drive that's what, weird i know what a shock some big stuff happened on model three front so today's episode yes um, it was news there was news. I don't know if you saw it with your convalescing and all, but... Uh, you know, I was actually taking extra medication just so I would make it to midnight, and it was challenging. Awake. Yeah, I mean, technically it was Sunday. Yeah, so uh, we have three pieces of, of news. Uh, we'll, we'll dissect them, but just to get them out of the way, out of the top, and then we'll dig in. So uh, these all came through as tweets from Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla. Uh, the first, the tweet was, Model 3 passed all regulatory re- requirements for production two weeks ahead of schedule, expecting to complete SN1 on Friday. And End what of is, tweet. What is SN1? Uh, we, all, we generally believe that to be serial number one. So the first official vehicle that will be saleable to customers since release candidates are not actually approved by the government to sell and there's weird insurance stuff around them so they have to either destroy or just keep those internal they they couldn't sell a release candidate if they wanted to apparently um so everyone's just kind of guessing and he he didn't provide any any clarity on what sn1 means no the same way that he tweeted in uh i guess it was march the rc1 for the uh, release candidate when he had the the black uh model 3 release candidate that little video he shot early right. in the morning. But I mean, so, you're just you're jumping to conclude. It could be Supernova. It could be. It could be Stealthy Ninja. I, there's <laughs> there's lots of, probably other funnier things that are not just coming off the top of my head. They could be. Yeah, they could be two totally unrelated sentences. Um, the fact that I'm connecting them, you know, it could, they could be. It could be a big ruse. Um, it could be a, like, you know, something about a floor. Or um, it could be like, you know, a snun. <laughs> Yeah, short, a shorten, a shortening, an internet yeah. shortening. He, maybe he's a big Prince fan. So the second tweet uh, was uh, a little bit later, so people were a little bit freaked out. But uh, the second tweet was, handover party for first 30 customer Model 3s on the 28th, exclamation uh, point. Production grows exponentially. So August should be 100 cars and September above 1,500, period. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, he tweeted out a third tweet. Looks like we can reach 20,000 Model 3 cars per month in December. He said DEC, but I'm believing that's December. <laughs> Again, conclusions over here, DEC meaning December. It's a lossy communications medium. Yeah, the, those darn uh, tweet restrictions really do uh, make these tweets a little bit more cryptic. So those were the three tweets. So we'll dig into those. But just out of the top, that's what we're going to be talking about. So if you're listening to this, you know, uh, 
two or three years, you know, in 2019, 2020, first of all, amazing the website is still up. <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you doing that? But, you know, maybe you wanted a little bit of a time history box. So this is well, what we're talking I mean, about. Caleb, at this point, it's not going to be a human doing it. It'll probably be some AI that's going through and crawling and training itself on human voices or something. And that that's who's listening to it. It's That's you know. true. So to our future AI machine overlords. Uh, Hopefully you find our voices clear and human. We welcome you. <laughs> we are friends. This is not part of the show. Um, okay. All right. So uh, in leading up to these announcements, these, these, these tweets were not spurious. They were not um, out of the blue. On Thursday, uh, June 29th, uh, a guy named Douglas A. Bailey on Twitter uh, at messaged uh, Elon saying, please have mercy. I don't care if you say July 31st, but the speculation on Model 3 final release date has to stop. <laughs> and so then Elon <laughs> tweeted him at 10.51 p.m. Pacific time, news on Sunday. Okay, so do you think that he just got triggered by that guy saying that? Or was he actually like going to Twitter to make an announcement and figured I'll just reply to this guy's tweet? Well, I don't think he would have announced, well, I I, I don't think he expected to announce to him that there was going to be news on Sunday, but maybe he just got, he was realizing they were going to do it on Sunday or on Monday and decided to do it on Sunday. Um, Is this a, like a journalist or investor or is it just just a Twitter rando? A guy, a couple hundred followers. Yeah. All right. Well, huzzah. Yeah. So, so my bet is that they were planning to do this on Monday uh, with the announcement of the uh, deliveries for, uh, I guess it was uh, Q2. Um, and so that would have gone out um, with a, like a footnote of some information, which actually just dropped uh, today, actually, um, with some information about that. So my expectation is that was just going to be part of that uh, press release, and then Elon was going to tweet about it, but he decided to do it uh, like 14 hours early and did it on <laughs> Sunday, which you know I'm sure everyone loved over at Tesla. Um, so then, yesterday, Sunday night, uh, people during the day, as early as any time zone was in Sunday, people started freaking out and asking Elon, "When's the news coming? When's the news coming?" Uh, and so then he then took to Twitter and announced at 11 a.m. Pacific time that it was coming later today. So I just sort of found this interesting how rabid people, I mean, I was, I was excited that there was going to be something, but people were sort of getting angry that it wasn't coming out <laughs> in the time frame they expected and in their time zone. So I just thought it was sort of um, intriguing how an announcement about making an announcement uh, for an announcement uh, <laughs> caused so much fervor. I think it just sort of shows there's uh, a lot of excitement about what's what's about to happen with the Model 3. Yeah, it's almost a little scary. I feel like once some of this stuff builds up to too high of a fever pitch, it's going to, you can't help but dis- be a disappointment at that point. Like people are, are getting a little too amped up and getting them getting their hopes up too high. And I don't know, I feel like it's, it's I feel like we're building up to the, kind of thing where i don't know maybe every year apple releases an iphone and everyone gets all excited about all the new things and it's going to be powered by nuclear fusion and have like four million resolution screen or whatever else and 20 cameras and then it comes out and it's like a solid phone with decent improvements and everyone's all disappointed i don't know i feel like there's a similar thing going on people's expectations are are getting out of control 
Yeah, I mean, clearly what you realize is there is hundreds of thousands of people, no exaggeration, who have put down $1,000 in interest for a product that now they've been waiting for at least a year, potentially many years, um, if they've been following Tesla and and knowing that there's going to be this third generation vehicle that's not better than the Model S. Um, (laughs) And so I I just sort of feel like it's it's getting extremely close and sort of uh the the excitement and fervor is ramping up uh intensely uh it's not a a linear expansion of uh excitement um and and i'm feeling it as well so it's i don't, I don't i'm <laughs> i'm not judging anyone i'm just sort of pointing out that this is a an interesting phenomena uh that you know usually results in like you say a a thousand dollar smartphone being purchased or a new video game or something. But this amount of excitement for a $30,000 product is pretty, pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And I mean, it's obviously it's a, it's a good problem to have. It's better than people being indifferent. Uh, but it, it, it does have this sense of sort of having like a, a tiger by the tail, uh, sort of situation where, you know, it's, it's a lot of, you know, when you, when you offhandedly, uh, reply to someone on Twitter that something's coming on Sunday, all of a sudden, all of the fans and media and everything is focused on Sunday and uh, they seem to have, I mean, I have no idea what goes on internally, but externally it has to, seems to have this feeling of uh, like back when I was in college and we would have something due on Monday morning and Sunday night I would be up working as late as possible and, you know, right up until the moment it had to be submitted, uh, getting it done. And it has that sort of, I don't know, when I, when I say it has to be done end of day on Sunday, that means it's going to be get in at like 11.58 on Sunday night or something. Yeah, I mean, the the actual tweet uh, came in at 10.48 p.m. Pacific time. So uh, what is that, an hour and 18 minutes to spare uh, in, a, in a 24-hour time horizon? So just, just a couple minutes in mountain time, though. Right. So, but I'm, way ahead of schedule in Hawaii. So, you know, well, and I think a lot of people. We even I even put up a little poll because uh, I was curious where people were falling out on this. Because I started seeing people, oh, it's not going to happen. He's not going to. It's Elon Standard Time. That means it's going to happen in like July, th- you know, fortieth or something. And um, so people were starting to freak out. And then there were a whole bunch of people who were holding the face. So it, it was just. It, it ended up being almost fifty fifty. Uh, with 200 votes, I mean, it, it got to 40. So it ended up at 45% yes, 55% no, uh, at, with 202 responses. So at 10 p.m., 48 minutes before he responded, the consensus of our follower base, who are quite excited, was no, uh, there was not going to be an announcement. So anyways, <laughs> to the announcements, uh, All right. instead yes. of meta discussion about the announcements. So, Okay. Model 3s pass all regulatory requirements for production two weeks ahead of schedule, expecting to complete SN1 on Friday. Does that mean like crash tests and stuff? So, yeah, pass all regulatory requirements. So let's unpack that. Oh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. No, 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 it's good. So (laughs) that's the good prompt. So first off, on a Sunday, it passed its regulatory requirements. That's kind of puzzling. Wouldn't this have been true earlier? So then I did some digging to find out what does this actually imply And what I found is that for automakers, at least in the United States, uh, and I believe Europe as well, but not Japan, uh, regulatory requirements for automobile sales is a self-certification program. So you say, yep, this car is good, and then you can start selling it. So there's no official government agency before a car is put on sale that looks at the car. Well, when do like the government crash tests and stuff come in? 
any number of months or years later. That is not part of the certification process or even being, it's not even required. The Model X was just crash tested um, three years, two and a half years in. So what, what happens is the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA, uh, has a subdivision, the Office of Vehicle Safety Compliance. And officially from their statement about this program, I quote, it is a responsibility of a manufacturer of vehicles and or items of motor vehicle equipment to certify that each motor vehicle and or equipment item is in full compliance with the minimum performance requirements of an all applicable federal motor vehicle safety standards. This is a self-certification process as opposed to the type of approval process, which is used in some other countries such as Japan. NHTSA does not issue approval tags, stickers, or labels for vehicles or equipment before or after the first sale. In order to provide certification, the manufacturer takes whatever actions it deems appropriate. So I, I, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I really thought there was a government. I thought they had to sort of submit the car to someone and they would do some stuff to it, check it out. And they get a seal of approval, uh, like the FDA. Yeah, um, I mean, I grew up seeing the crash test dummies on, on TV commercials from the government. I, I thought that was part of the deal. Those are post hoc. So what happens is the way they keep people honest about this is they do random testing. And they randomly test a set of vehicles that are in market. They buy them. And then they test them against 30 of the 44 uh, testable um, federal motor vehicle safety standards. And if they fail those, then they go back to the manufacturer and they have to correct them. And if they can't, then they also have to recall the vehicles and shut down the program. So uh, an example of some of the types of um, things that are in the federal uh, motor vehicle safety standards are roof crush resistance, seatbelt assemblies, control and displays, windshield zone intrusion, anthropomorphic test dummies, nine-month-old child test. So they've got like 44 different tests. Oh, they shouldn't be putting children in the car to test. That seems cruel. <laughs> I don't think they use real children. Um, I'm quite confident, actually. That, uh, so, so essentially, they have this set of uh, areas of interest that you have to have. So you have to have uh, a rear view mirror. You have to have a hazard button. You have to be able to uh, withstand some amount of crush resistance. So there are standards. And then there are 21 independent testing laboratories around the United States in uh, states such as Arizona, California, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, all over the place, where you can go and they will test your vehicle for you. And what's interesting is these are the same people who then do the tests for the government. So essentially, you can be quite confident you'll pass because you can go to the same people who would test it if the government came to them to ask to test this vehicle. Um, so it does seem as if Tesla has submitted some vehicles for testing at one of these facilities, paid them the money to do the testing, and they are satisfied that, those, that if the Model 3s they put on sale were to be tested by NHTSA, they would pass. So I do think these have been crash tests, like they've gone through crash tests. Um, some of them, like they've been uh, tried to be squished and they've tested with dummies, both in simulation and in real life. And they are confident that if they were to be tested, they would pass. So it, it doesn't mean they'd be five star. These are minimums. There's lots of not that great safe cars that are still legal. So this is just sort of the, th the minimum threshold. Um, but it was just sort of interesting digging into it. And this whole process is called homologation, which is the process of taking a, a vehicle from sort of the engineering prototype process and production process to being fully legal for sale. Um, so they're sort of through the United States homologation process. So 
Yeah, that was going to be my question. Is And then they have to kind of repeat this in, in differing ways uh, for every country they want to sell in. Yeah. And uh, it looks like they'll probably do Canada and, and Western Europe next, uh, the EU. Um, and that's what they did with the Model S, at least. They, got, they, they, they were sure they were good with U.S. And then they started the process again for Canada and for Western Europe. Gotcha. So, I mean, there's your sort of uh, explanation for why it's not going to be a global rollout right away, right? Other than just like wanting to start as slowly as possible, there's just regulatory reasons why it's going to be a a staged rollout. Yes, exactly. And so so that covers the first statement that it passed the regulatory requirements. So I, I feel pretty good understanding what that would imply. So then, uh, but two, he- two weeks ahead of schedule. Um, so this could mean a couple of things. One, it could mean that the uh, testing at one of these labs was done sooner than their Gantt chart predicted. I think that's probably the simplest and most obvious um, Occam's razor approach. That feels like a little bit of a weird kind of bogus claim. Like when you when you're looking at a product and it says MSRP is fifty dollars, but we're selling it for twenty. Like no one actually actually sells it for fifty dollars. It just kind of makes it sound better. Yeah, that essentially, and also this is really parsing it grammar nerdy, but that is part of this the first sentence. So the same sort of relates to the re- uh, regulatory requirements um, being ahead of schedule. And then the second sentence discreetly is expecting to complete SN1 on Friday. So I guess I I don't think that it means the entire program is two weeks ahead of schedule, but it certainly means they couldn't have built a car that would be sellable to a customer unless they felt they were had passed those requirements. Because if something could come back and they needed to tweak something, that car wouldn't be uh, good enough, right? So they would have to have changed something. So. I think it basically means that like all the engineering work on the vehicle are fully done because this would be sort of the last thing you would do to sort of grammar check and spell check your work as it were. (laughs) Um, And now they are confident that the parts and the uh, design for the vehicle are ready to be produced. Um, And it doesn't mean though that I think actually that the line is 100% done Um, because they, if they were expecting this to happen two weeks from now, then they would have expected they could have two more weeks before they'd start working on the actual vehicle. So I don't think it actually means they're going to start on that first set of vehicles right now. They may actually have to stick to the schedule, as it were, and then have one week or two weeks, as it were, to actually um, build the vehicles for that delivery event. Because my expectation is that the 28th is pretty much the latest they could have done, because that's a Friday. Um, and we're getting to that in a second, but essentially my expectation is that it's still possible that some of the final uh, line work is not fully done. And it's even possible that some of these early cars might be uh, more hand put together than Tesla would prefer you to <laughs> think. Um, because they're bespoke. It's almost a Bentley. Yeah, there are plenty. Of, there's no reason why a car can't be sold that is put together by hand. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, obviously they know how to make some of the vehicles cause they're making release candidates. So, and we've seen uh, numbers as high as 88 and we think there's probably about that many. Um, so I, I just sort of feel like, yeah, that's great, but it doesn't, as we've said in previous episodes, they could, they could cobble together 30 or 40 vehicles if they needed to, to meet this uh, deadline of the end of July. So I think it's good there's no major blocker. I mean, he could have come out and say we're delaying by a month or two um, for X or Y reason. 
So I guess it means that they have the capability to have all the parts they need, which is, you know, many thousands of parts. So that's good. Um, but I, I don't think it's um, necessarily like they're going to flip the switch and the whole big machine is going to turn on. Um, so I, that's sort of one, one thing I would just caution people to um, be too, too overly excited about right now. <laughs> early days of the dreadnought. Super, super early. Yeah. Um, so then... Uh, one of the things that I, I sort of found interesting is that they expect that car to be done on Friday. Um, and so I kind of wanted What's the to, date on that. That would be date the date on that is let's see, uh, the 7th, 7th of July. Yeah. So the 4th of July is a holiday, but who knows what they're doing there. Um, and so I was sort of curious, like, what is the, what is the timing for a new car to go from sort of pre-production to production to first delivery to a customer? Because my expectation is that first car will be a sellable car and they'll either, it'll be Elon's or someone's, but the, the next car will certainly be one of those cars that they're going to give off, uh, sell at that uh, event in uh, like three weeks. So what is that timing? So I looked at the Bolt. Um, so the Bolt entered pre-production and... That's Bravo? Bolt, Bolt. Yeah, with the Bravo, yeah. Okay. Um, the most recent one. So it entered pre-production in March of 2016, and they tweeted a photo of uh, like a car going through the factory, the Bolt the, with the B going through the factory. So March 2016. Seven months later, they made an official announcement in November that it was production began for the sellable Bolts. Um, so that's... Uh, even less time than the release candidate program for Tesla. Um, sorry, sorry, more time. Tesla has spent less time in the release candidate phase. And then five weeks later, five weeks after production began, the first bolt was actually delivered to a customer. So Tesla is going to be like three and a half to four weeks from first production to delivery, three weeks. Um, so they're going to be doing it a little bit faster, but um, that's sort of within what, you know, one of the oldest car manufacturers does from turning on the production and announcing that production has begun, that it takes a few weeks to get that car actually out to customers. And um, so just sort of interesting there. And then the other Although, thing, sorry, go ahead. Just to, I was just going to say, to be clear, like Chevrolet has brought up and down many, many uncountable numbers of production lines, but Tesla has really only done one, right? They've they've they bought the the cars from Lotus for the Roadster mm -hmm. and they built the Model S line and the Model X and the S use the same line. So this is like their first time going with a well, you know, it's only their second one. So it's only the, the other than their one that they have running yeah. is their first time building a brand new one. Right. Yeah, they 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 fractured off the X onto a, a part a new line, uh but that wasn't in the beginning, right? So so that's a little bit less um yeah, just urgent. just to calibrate the numbers, right? Like I would not expect oh, yeah. that that like, you know, general I would expect the General Motors probably a lot better at, at spooling up a new a new production line uh than Tesla where they've only created really one. Yeah, and also the Bolt with a B was running on an existing production line. They slotted it in. So it was like every four or fifth car like the Sonic was a Bolt. So it's actually <laughs> built on the same line as the as the Sonic. So it was 5 weeks to get it dialed in uh on an existing running production line. So the fact that they're going to have the first car this Friday and then three weeks or so later start delivering them the customers, again, extremely tight um, <laughs> timing. Like, 
it may seem like a lot of time, like weeks, but I uh, would just caution folks to take a look at what traditional automakers, uh, the amount of time, lead time, and uh, this is even more aggressive than them. So not saying it's not possible. I, I believe I'm going to take them at their word that this is what's going to happen. They will do those deliveries. Just that uh, it, it's not as if they're fully smooth sailing right now, I guess. Um, so what, when we had previously talked about this, we had talked about how they were going to start, um, since it was a new line, new vehicle, they're going to start producing these vehicles coming off the line and they're going to go to employees and internal people first so that they could actually have some sort of feedback loop going where if, you know, I, I would even say like inevitable issues that are going to crop up from a brand new, uh, vehicle coming off a new production line that they would be able to kind of get immediate quick feedback from people in the loop, uh, non-public, uh, get things tweaked, get things fixed, and then, you know, eventually ramp up to external customers. So when they say, when you say like, you know, 30 of them, the first 30 customers, like, what does that mean? Are they skipping that? Did they already, I guess they couldn't have already done it. Um, right. So like, yeah, what's going on there? Yeah. So I, I think they are still going to follow the same plan that they've described, just as you mentioned, that they'll sell them to uh, Tesla employees, SpaceX employees, and Solar City employees. Oh, so think, when they say customer, like their their employees are customers. Yeah, I think that's the point. I think that uh, I saw a couple of people uh, tweeted us about that, and I think yeah, there's there's uh, there's nothing stopping a Tesla employee from being a Tesla customer, primarily because also in the past they've never gotten a discount, they've never gotten the car for free, um, and so yes, in Tesla's mind they are a customer. And so they just happen to be a special class of customer that they're an employee. So yeah, I believe that those, when he's saying 30 customers, those will all be trusted internal slash board members slash, yeah, I, th- I think they'll be the employees and the board members. I don't think they'll be the super celebrity type people who well, it's weird that he had, would weird that he would say a handover party then like that 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 implies like public event where you're handing over keys to people and you know playing oprah for a minute and giving everyone a new car so i think that so yeah this is that's how they've done in the past with the s's and x's uh is they would have the at, at the factory and then they'd have the cars drive out and then they'd call up the person whose car it is they come up Sometimes they announce their name, sometimes they don't, and then they get in the car and drive off with whoever, whatever Tesla employee, you know, uh, drove the car onto stage. So I think they'll do probably something similar, or maybe they'll have one or two do that on stage, and then they'll have a couple others, like the rest of them, just sort of revealed, <laughs> and then they'll give the keys out to those people. But yeah, I think they're probably going to be like Model 3 um, team slash executives at Tesla. Um, maybe one or two special customers. But the reason I don't think that's going to happen is uh, I don't think they're going to actually release the configurator for the public ahead of time because they want to use this final event on the 28th to reveal range, colors, options, pricing, any special features that we don't know about, uh, show off the high quality photos. They don't want that going out a week or two ahead of time without the context of the presentation. Um, the same way Apple doesn't really want to open up pre-orders before they tell you what the phone is. Um, so that, and and so I don't think they need to do that if they just are going to do 30 vehicles, if they were going to do hundreds and hundreds, then I think it's would have been more likely they needed the configurator to be out. But in this case, I think 30, they can just get them to agree to, you know, if you're on the model three team already, you already know what the car is going to be like, probably already driven one. So sort of a formality that you're taking the first delivery. Um, yeah, so that's what I think is actually going to happen. Okay, so you just need to tamp that down a little bit. 
Yeah, I don't think any of our listeners, unless they're very special Tesla employees, will be getting a car on that day. I don't think it'll be like a lottery or anything like that. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, we, that's the 30 on the 28th. So then... Uh, 30 cars in a fortnight. Yes. Then on, uh, then he goes on to say production grows exponentially. So August should be a hundred cars and September above 1500. Um, so quite a ramp. (laughs) That is quite a ramp. So if we assume it takes two, they would have like two weeks to produce the 30 cars. Um, that'd be 60 month, 60 per month run rate. Um, so then August would be a bump, right? Going from 60 per month to a hundred ending, uh, August at a hundred, but September is a really important month going from a hundred to 1500 is, is a, uh, quite a big, um, quite a big jump. So it's 15 X. Yeah. Yeah. So basically when I look at this, it tells me that month one and two are actually not fully, that's not a fully ramped experience because the right. bolt was able to, um, get out, uh, a few hundred, like uh, the very first month, uh, December, they had 579. And then the next month in January, they had 1100. So there's going to be a lot of line stoppage, I guess, during that, that month. Yeah. Or still assemble, like still putting the final bits of the line together. Um, mm. so I think, yes, they will hit the July deadline. I, I feel pretty confident they'll be able to do that given that they even mentioned the number of 30. So they, they must have some confidence they'll actually have enough parts to do that. Um, getting 30 parts for manufacturing is nowhere near the thousand per week that they initially expected they'd have for July 1. So it just sort of shows that it's still going to be uh, July, August. Uh, so August is really going to be their extra month to work everything out. And then getting to 1500 is, is, is reasonable for September. And then he didn't give any more color except for saying 20,000 in December, um, which still, still quite a ramp there. Yeah. Which is another really, really big ramp. So, so to recap, <laughs> July 30, August, a hundred, September, 1500, that's 1630 cars in three months. That's 18 cars per day, which works out to 0.4% of the official Model 3 reservation count. But that's assuming that that's going to be dipping into it. Uh, we don't know how many Tesla employees and other people are ahead of the reservation Yeah, I mean, I think, they, I think they have a reservation, but yeah, that's the official number. But either way, I think first three months, regular people really shouldn't really assume to get many. Maybe a couple in September in the Bay Area who are existing customers, but... Don't, Just, don't expect anything before Labor Day. Yeah, for sure. When, uh, you to, put your, when you put your white pants away, you can expect to get your Model 3. Yeah, so, so that's 18 cars per day in that time frame. S and X will be on the other side of the factory doing 275 per day in that same period. So, yeah. so it, how does this... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just that, that it isn't... Um, even in, in September, it isn't where they expect it to end up. So this will still be a very large learning curve, uh, which they've predicted. It, it, this, isn't, this isn't unanticipated. It's just we're actually starting to get some, some info from Tesla about what the, what the slope of that curve will be and how flat the first flat part will be. Yeah, it makes sense. You kind of get in these little check-ins. They're not going dark the whole time. Um, so they're, you're, they're letting you know that we, everyone kind of knows what the process looks like or what the eventual all the steps are and they're kind of letting you know at which step they're in at different points yeah and i think that the really important one is for the financial market 
as well as the customers, but the financial market, if they actually start deliveries in July, which it looks like they will, then that is, uh, they have August and September in the quarter still. And I think they just want to make sure the analysts aren't predicting five or six or 7,000 cars being delivered for Model 3 and then be wildly off when they only deliver 1,500 or 1,000 maybe. Um, So I think it's really trying to set expectations that, yes, the ramp is quite slow, but we still believe we'll get to 20,000 in December, which is what they've previously guided towards. Um, Does that like match up with how they've ramped up the, their previous vehicles? S was uh, starting production June 22nd, uh, or they actually delivered uh, to 10, around 10 people in June. And then they were at five per week. um, So 20 per month uh, right after that event. So very, very, very small, sort of like what they're going to be starting with here with the three, which is basically that super slow line, just really trying to figure it out level. So interesting, right? Like those are basically the same, yeah. uh, you know, difference between 20 per month, 30, 50, 60, it's sort of the same. Um, so then over three months, uh, that first quarter, they ramped to a hundred cars per week. So they ramped to 400, uh, 400 per month. So the model three, they want to be three X that in that same time period. So they expect to ramp it three times faster in that first period. Um, and then the S continued to, uh, it doubled a month after that. And then two months later, it doubled again. Um, so it went from five per week to seven months later being 400 per week. Um, so the Model 3 is ramp, if you look at that number, would be uh, take two months instead of seven months to get to that same place. Yeah, I mean, that seems reasonable. Right? You're talking about, you know, they've, they've done it before and it's a simpler vehicle. So, you know, that, that seems, you know, within the realm of sort of spitballing. Yeah, exactly. Three, 3.5X is a, a big increase, but they've also said publicly on previous calls, which we, we dissected, uh, that the three is expected to be four to five X more automated than the S, as well as being designed from the start to be more manufacturable. So that does seem reasonable uh, and also just sort of interesting that no matter what car you're making, it's very difficult to have the first month of official production be, you know, thousands and thousands of cars. Uh, Even GM didn't do that. So I mean, you wouldn't even want to plan for that, right? Because if there is something wrong, then you're just increasing the amount of work you have to do to fix it, right? You want to, you want to start slowly. Yeah, for sure. And that's what that first group, as you were mentioning earlier, will help because they're going to be Tesla employees who are probably even coming into uh, the Palo Alto or Fremont factory every day anyways. So just going to get your Model 3 and hand in your resignation letter. Be like, I'm out. <laughs> I was just here from a Model 3. <laughs> that, w- that would be a pretty uh, long con to have uh, worked there and get to, to be the first ones. Um, the problem is that the X was twice as slow as the S. So it took them three months to make 500. So they were making 160 per month uh, instead of 800 per month. And then January, February, March, another three months later, they only made 3,000. Uh, so that was 885 per month. So they were, um, you know, half the capacity as S was at the same time period. So they were twice as slow as X. Uh, and yeah. this is this is really what is causing the consternation, because if you try and draw a trend line from this, you would predict three to be terrible and 
Tesla wants to try and make it clear that that was a aberration. They've learned a lot from it and they will not continue on this downward trend of slower <laughs> and slower ramps from when they started in, you know, five years ago. I don't know, Caleb, you give me two data points. I want to draw a line. That is, that is what a lot of analysts have tried to do. Um, <laughs> so, um, a quick, quick little detour, just like, so just, just, as you, you might see people uh, trying to create these S-curves and exponential curves, mapping out what, uh, sort of filling in the gaps between these data points for where Tesla will be. I would just caution that, um, and, and Elon has talked about this, that a, sm a slight variation in, the, in when, the, when the S, the first uh, hook of the S begins, as well as the slope of the S, uh, th those are both um, choices that you would embed in your model. They're not uh, natural truths in in the data, and so until the data is actually until we find out how many they actually made. So if you see anyone who's posting uh, these these out there, just take with a grain of salt. There are some assumptions they're baking in, and uh, it isn't as if they're actually. You can't fully predict what will happen given the data we have now, because where you end up at twenty thousand. It could it could have a slightly different curve, and even hitting twenty thousand. That's twenty thousand cars exiting the month, uh, and so it's not clear if they might start December with ten thousand or five thousand um, or you know seventy five hundred, uh, because ten ten thousand the five thousand per week is where they sort of have planned for this iteration of the line to be. So that's going to be the flat point of the curve for uh, this part of the line. And then they're, they're gonna need to make more investments to get to the 10,000 per week um, production capacity, which they haven't yet made. He said 20,000 a month by December. Is that what he was saying? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting that he's using the month time frame because yeah, yeah, when, when you're talking about like the month is a pretty granular or pretty low granularity when you're talking about like different like rates that are probably going to differ from week to week and maybe even day to day and like does that mean that the entire month of december they're going to have it like ramping up such that there'll be twenty thousand by the end or does that mean like the last week in december their build rate is going to be like five thousand a week or or even doesn't mean like just on december 31st that they're going to be making what would it be like 70 a day or or whatever yeah 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 i think that's more the case i think Previously, they said they, they want to get to, at some point, that was the level of specificity, uh, at some point in Q4, 5,000, a rate of 5,000 5, made, you know, produced Model 3s per week. So th that's, a, that's a challenge here is it's a rate of production uh, smoothed out over a period of a week. And to mention 20,000 for the month of December is a little deceiving. And I'm seeing people already start to misconstrue that as Tesla will deliver 20,000 cars in December. That almost certainly will not happen. They won't even produce 20,000 cars in December, even if you, you know, take Elon at his word because he's saying in like by December we'll have, or like, what did he say exactly? I just want to go back to the, <laughs> I must go back to the record. Um, it's confusing. Let's see. I mean, it, it's, we, it we can reach really 20,000 cars per month in December. So per month in December is not the month of December, like 20,000 cars in December. It's per month in December. Right. He's giving a rate, not right. necessarily a, a quantity. So like that could mean that at some point in December, 
their rate would hit exactly. 20,000 a month, which you could then do conversions and say, okay, well, 20,000 a month comes down to roughly like 700 a day. So that means at some point they'll be making 700 a day. Yes. And so that also then means it takes a, a week to three to four weeks in the U.S. to deliver the vehicles. So there's no way they could even deliver that many vehicles in December. So a lot of the charts you'll have see Santa are for production. Yeah. They, and December is pr- traditionally pretty difficult because of the weather. They'll all probably still be West Coast at this point. Um, but but yeah, any, anyways, just <laughs> keep your expectations tamped down, not out of... Uh, me saying I don't believe Tesla's going to do a good job with the ramp, just that people will be, this is, this is sort of complex, and Tesla doesn't do themselves many favors by mixing terms of production, deliveries, rate, uh, count per month, count per period. There's just so many different uh, detailed and important uh, labels on this data that are, people are sort of throwing around willy-nilly, and it really does change um, what's going to happen, especially in these first early months. So, um, the confusion yeah. is that people are posting these S curves, Caleb, and they should be using three curves, which we all know is the next generation of the S curve. <laughs> yes. They, they should be, they should be doing, a, a lot more sort of quantumness with this to, uh, <laughs> there's a range of possibilities. Um, there's no de facto point in time that this is actually going to happen until it's happened. Um, which is quite quantum. Um, <laughs> I would, Maybe I, it already happened and hasn't. It could. Um, the thing, the other things, just to jump back, that people are freaking out about is the, well, Tesla said they were ordering thousands of parts per week. What the heck's going on there? Why aren't they? They're really far behind. I've seen some financial analysts and some of the folks who are clearly shorting the stock come out and say, oh, Tesla said they were going to have 4,000 in September per week. Uh, they're nowhere close to that if they only want to make 1,500 cars. Um, would just remind people that those are what the the rate that they needed their production partners suppliers to expect to be ready to make parts at that rate so that if everything was perfect and july 1 they were able to begin full mass production that's what they would need they know that is not going to happen he's talked about this many times even so far back as May 2016, that they know not everyone's going to come in on time, but they have to set a date and people have to take it seriously, but they know people won't be ready for full production. That doesn't mean they won't be ready for some production. So that's why we're able to make some of these cars. And the numbers we're getting now for the first few months are clearly much more informed than what they had a year ago. And suppliers have been trying to make these parts and build their own programs to support the different uh, ramp rates. And they still believe that by the end of this year, they will be where they want of the 5,000 per week. So the intermediate steps ultimately in the long run don't matter. When we look back at this two or three years from now, we'll have to go and dig up these numbers just like I had to do with the S um, because it doesn't doesn't really matter, except it, it matters a lot right now to everyone who's waiting for their car. So... It, and it matters financially for Tesla to make sure they're not on the hook for lots of parts that they can't make. But it doesn't sound as if that's the problem, that the suppliers are all ready and Tesla isn't ready. Um, right. so, well, and you could probably say it even kind of reflects well upon Tesla in that rather than having to fight 
with and to, to find like third tier suppliers when they were doing the Model S. Now they're so established and they have enough credibility that they can actually set higher targets, which you have to figure if you're setting a higher target, uh, like as a sort of when you're setting a window, right? Like when you're saying the max for someone who's going to be supplying you, it's in your best interest to set it as high as is reasonably possible, right? Because if you do well, you want to make sure everyone else is doing it there. And if you're a supplier and you have no expectations that they're actually going to be anywhere near it, you'd be like, that's a ridiculous number. You're not going to get anywhere near it. So the fact that suppliers, like top tier suppliers are signing on with higher numbers shows some faith, like somewhere in the system uh, or all over the system in in Tesla actually doing uh, more of like, you know, they've sort of arrived, I guess. Yeah. And I think... You know, the, the number that leaked out or he, they even mentioned was 4,000 a week in September. We're t- the final end state for this period is 5,000 in December. So three months later and 1,000 more a week. Um, in the grand scheme of things, as I just said, three months is not that big of a shift. It's just that it makes a huge difference in the amount of cars that are actually made in 2017 uh, versus what enter as long as they're entering 2018 somewhere around that 5,000 then they'll be in good spot to actually achieve what they want of 400,000 model threes and a hundred thousand s and x s and x's which would put them at half a million which is their target for 2018 so they need to go from that 5,000 a week to 10,000 a week uh at some point in 2018 averaging 33,000 a month to hit that 400,000 model threes so they still should be able to run through the full backlog uh, by the end of 2018. It's just a matter of how much they get done in 2017, which looks like probably will be 30,000, 40,000, um, may, maybe a little bit more than that. That's a good start on their to-do list, I guess, if you view the reservations as a to-do list. Yeah. I mean, I am still just hoping that some point this year, uh, my number comes up and I, I get to get the car. One sort of shining point on this, I would say, for folks who are waiting, is that it really means that those first three months where we've been hearing that the configurations are going to be extremely limited, that you might not even have a choice of color of seats or, you know, even the battery size or anything. It's like a Ferrari. You can have any color you want as long as it's red. Yeah, that that first bunch, it does look like that's going to be that first September or sorry, July, August, September grouping. Um, which is only, as we mentioned, like 1,600 cars. Um, so I would expect we'll actually start to see potentially some of the, early, some of the other configurations, other colors, other interiors uh, rolling around potentially in the next few months as they start validating those as well um, ahead of them actually launching. Or maybe they, they won't. They won't need to. They can start producing them in the factory and validating them privately um, since they, you know, they don't necessarily need to test different seat colors out on the road. Um, so. I was sort of a little bit nervous that some of the choices I wanted um, would make it that I'd have to kind of wait longer, but it may end up that you actually don't have to wait any longer because 1,600 cars are going to go pretty quickly to um, a very small pool of people. It'll seem like more though when you see them all posted on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, that's the other thing. I mean, that, the, the really cool thing is that it still looks like this is going to happen in July. And big picture, a lot of people had extremely low confidence that anything was actually going to happen in July. Tesla typically has been, I mean, the Model X was late over a year and a half, closer to two years. Um, so, and, and, and they kept saying, oh, it's almost here, it's almost here. And then every couple months, it was a couple months away. So to even get a firm date and have a delivery event planned 
I think is a huge shift for Tesla and is very confidence inspiring that they have their stuff together. Like we've been talking about, I, I guess I've been, I've been saying, I, I feel quite confident they have to be on the ball with this one. There's just too much on the line um, and cutting scope and really focusing on production schedules more than the craziness of the product is, is really important. And it, it does seem like they've made those right decisions, um, even to the chagrin of a lot of people who want their performance all-wheel drive vehicles on day one. <laughs> Not going to happen, but in the grand scheme of things, it's probably better for the overall system and for Tesla as a whole. Cool. Um, oh, one last thing. I don't expect the configurator to be available anytime between now and the event. I expect it will be available after the event. Um, so I just don't think there's any reason for them to leak any of that information ahead of the event. So if we had higher production values, Caleb, I would play the sad trombone song right now. Yeah, I, I just I think a lot of people are hoping for that, but I would not expect it. I would expect no new Tesla news except for leaks accidentally because of RCs and stuff um, ahead of the actual event on that Friday at the end of the month. So another month of waiting, but then we'll have the car. And as you mentioned, Mike, I'm sure there'll be lots of YouTube videos of people who have the cars starting to do all sorts of crazy stuff. So you'll be able to live vicariously through them for another quarter to year, depending on where you live. Winter is coming. <laughs> Winter is coming, but see, that's a positive spin on that, that is saying a po- now. That is a positive spin on that saying. Yes. <laughs> all right then all right i am excited i'm excited i hopefully this might have sounded a little down i just wanted to set expectations and bring a little reality i guess into the into the fervor and uh, you know i wasn't a good hype man tonight i'm i'm all congested and on drugs right now so that's all right i apologize for that oh i do think we will get more news with the our favorite type of thing the uh q2 earnings call which will probably come out in about a month and a half so the cars Jeez. will be shipping, but we'll get a lot more color and detail. It's going to be a big summer. It's going to be a big summer. I'm very excited. All right. So if uh, people want to reach us, Caleb, where can they do, where can they do so? Uh, we have a website, theteslashow.com, where you can leave comments or message us privately. If you like Reddit, you can use that as well at r slash theteslashow. And also on Twitter, at theteslashow, which is our preferred method of communication since it's fast and terse and pithy. And well, that's where the CEO of Tesla uh, also communicates. So why not? That's true. It's, it's a sort of a win, win, win. <laughs> All right, Caleb, I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Feel better, Mike. Bye. Bye.